So I got a COVID shot. Why do I need another one? If the vaccine works, why should I get a booster shot? I've heard COVID's only dangerous for older people. Do my kids even need the vaccine? If people can get sick after they've had the vaccine, what's the point of it? You have questions about the COVID-19 vaccine. At Valley Health, we have the answers. Get them now at valleyhealthlink.com forward slash vaccine answers. Funded by the U.S. Health Resources and Services Administration. Have you guys noticed that you can't go anywhere without seeing designer this or designer that? Even designer furniture. On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the designer prices. Oh, and they're well-made, too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Laugh and learn while you listen to a brilliant display of radio. Online. Online. With Bill Alexander. Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander here at WMCK.FM, the Keysport, and also on WLDJFM 107.5, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Hope everything's going fine for you as we talk to the original Tiger King. No, Joe Exotic's not on the program. However, his cameraman is going to be on the program next week. But this is the original. And let me play something for you so you understand why we're calling him the original Tiger King. So, ready? On the phone line right now, we have Fabian Forte, who has just released a new version of Tiger, and they're calling it Tiger 2020. Fabian, how are you doing this morning? Very good, sir. Thank you. How have you been? I've been real good. As I, I said earlier, and I've been sharing this online, it has been 19 years since you and I actually talked to each other in studio when I used to work for an AM station in Uniontown. And, uh, and as I said, which I think is interesting, you can tell we're getting older. I had a 10-month-old son at the time. He is now 20 <laughs> and just got done with his sophomore year of college. Sorry, I had a cough. Sorry. <laughs> so it's the whole thing of getting older, which is which is tough. But it's so great to have you back on the program again. So you re-released the song Tiger with a different feel to it. So what started this whole process? That jerk, uh, Tiger, what's his name? Uh, Joe Exotic. Tiger. Yeah, that jerk. He's a jerk. <laughs> okay. And I was, I hated that show so much because the way they, the way he in particular treated those tigers. Right. And uh, you know, we're all, we're all animal lovers, and uh, you know, I just wanted to put out a happy song about Tiger instead of uh, glorifying that guy who's in jail for 22 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just didn't like anything about uh, him or what he represents, and uh, I just wanted. To, and I never make any statements about anything, but I figured, you know, uh, maybe I should do something for our big cats. Right. And that's why I did it. And the uh, and the dance mix we did, and that was done in England by uh, by a great group, Seventh Heaven. And it was a thrill because they did Kelly Clarkson and Katy Perry. Oh, really? I didn't realize Cher. that. 
and they did the remix for me. And uh, a great uh, producer out of uh, California, Joel Diamond, uh, contact. It was, re- it was originally his idea. Okay. And uh, brought it to me. And at first, I didn't really want to get involved. And then talked to my beautiful wife, Andrea, and uh, they convinced me that I should. Because uh, I had Tiger, you know. I, right, I of course. I recorded Tiger a long time ago. And, uh, it wasn't that long. Me, it was only 1959. <laughs> and, let's, and let's do something about it, you know. So right. That's why I did it, but I'm glad I did. Well, we're glad you did it too. So, um, how is the song since it's been re-released again with the new version of it? How is the song taking off? As far as I know, I don't, you know, I don't check in on it with Joel Diamond all the time, but he's thrilled the way it's going. So, you know, it's on. Uh, I think it's on iTunes, right? Right. ITunes, yeah. Yeah, and uh, starting this weekend on a station I work at, they're actually starting to add it into rotation, which is WLDJ FM one hundred seven point five, which is an oh, oldie really? station out of Newcastle. Yes, yeah, so we're we're trying to get the tell word. The, out. Tell, I, I love I love the, the remix. Tell them to play that too. Yeah, <laughs> um, I and and we're trying to get the word out there so we can make this um, get, make everybody aware of what's going on. So Thank you. you're you're doing this, and you've still been performing. You've been working with the Golden Boys, and of course not during the pandemic, but you're still no. performing. Yeah, we've done this for thirty, almost thirty-five years. You know, we started out doing ninety shows a year, right? And then, uh, you know, uh, as we decided not to work as much, we brought it down to maybe twenty a year. But of course, you know, we're not doing anything this year, right? So I, uh, I, I'm doing stuff like, uh, you know, for our, our generation, I want to do something like, uh, you know, help out our our uh, people with, uh, uh, you know, stuff that, that instead of selling cassettes at the show anymore, we, we fix wheelchairs now. <laughs> Oxygen. <laughs> that's at the promo went, booth in I the back there for a second. <laughs> um that would be interesting i'd be really loud too but that'd be really interesting to hear that um so with with everything going on in the world right now and with tiger um 2020 coming out are you looking at re-recording some of your classic hits honestly i wasn't really truly thinking about it but this Joel Diamond is quite an accomplished producer. Okay. You know, he put uh, David Hasselhoff, uh, Hasselhoff back back in uh, in the mix with all his hits in Germany, and he's worked with my dear friend Little Anthony. Yes. And uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. So I don't know. You never know. I never say never, but uh, I haven't thought about it just yet. Well, one of the songs I want you to redo, and I think Andre would agree with me, I think you need to do a new version of Kissing and a Twisted, but you need to do a Thank social you. different distance version of the song. I don't know how you do that, but I think you need to do something with that one. Well, you have to stay six feet apart from the microphone. <laughs> so with, with this, with this newfound fame, especially with a younger audience, do you see um, younger, more younger people coming to your concerts when you have these concerts? When we do the fairs, I see that, yes. Okay. You know, the outdoor arenas and mm-hmm. things like that, uh, we see some younger people. Uh, and the shows in the casinos and things like that, not as much, because we mainly do uh, casinos around the country. And uh, there are some, you know, younger people, like 30 and 40 years old in right. there, but not uh, not teenagers, okay. you know what I mean? So they think I'm Fab- they think I'm Fabio. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. Um, well, at, it, what's so funny is the last interview that um, we did. You brought that up that they thought you were Fab- Fabio too, and you made a comment right. that that's actually you, Fabio is actually borrowing your body, if you remember correctly when you oh, said yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. Um, so there is there's rumors out there. Now I don't know if this is true, and I read this that CBS TV is doing a version of 
Joe Exotic with Nicolas Cage, and someone saying they may end up using Tiger 2020 as the opening theme? Well, I am hoping so. I really, Nicolas Cage, uh, we're just crazy about him. In fact, he did a, a movie called, uh, what was it, Betty? Peggy Sue Got Married. Peggy Sue Got Married, and he kind of looked up to me uh, in one of the segments in the show, and uh, he is well aware of me. And uh, if he talks to the producer and talks it in, I would. I think that'd be great fun. Oh, that would be awesome, because because that... it, my song is just the antithesis of what they're really doing. Right to the Tigers. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Um. So with with um with the whole thing going on, it says, and and I'm reading some information that was sent to me, that uh. That's, you did Tiger when you were 15 years old, the original. Right. And that would have been, what, eight, late 58, early 59, because when you were discovered, um, it was right after your dad had the massive heart attack. And right. as you said in the story that we talked about before, you really didn't want to do this, but you realized your mother was going to need help financially, so you decided that you were going to actually go into the music industry. I asked right. you this question 19 years ago. Did you ever think that your music would have this staying power so many years later? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. But, I, you know, I never thought it would. You know, the only reason I say that is when we do our shows and the people react to the songs, it just gives me a thrill. Right. It's been so long since I've recorded them, and our audience has been together for so many years, and we have the greatest audiences, the kindest people that still support people like me. And uh, I'm just astonished and, and so happy about it. So, they, so are they still singing to you in the Giant Eagle when you walk in? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> It's now Martin's in Connellsville. Oh, that's right. It's Martin's in Connellsville. I forgot about that. Uh, But they are singing to you. And you've been in, you've lived in this area now in in southwestern Pennsylvania for just about 20 20 years. years, 20 years. So how have you assimilated into your life from being on the road all the time to just sitting back and relaxing more often than than, uh, being on the road? Well, I try not to relax too much around the house. Uh, you know, I I like working on my property. Right. You know, and uh, let me just my phone. Sorry. No problem. Uh, I, I I work a lot on my property. I mean, I do have help, but I I, I like to help out. I like to do things around uh, the property. Uh, I have a, a small gym right off my office that keeps me busy. Okay. <laughs> Three times, four times a week. Uh, Andrea, you know, has a magazine called Gladys Magazine. Yes. And I am her managing director on that magazine. Uh, but to be honest with you, I try to stay out of her hair as much as possible. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and uh, I help out when I can. And uh, I don't know. I'm active with my family. Uh-huh. You know, and, uh Lots of other things, charities, you know. So, Andrea, which which when I talked to you last time, she was in the studio with us, um, which was very interesting to to watch her as you spoke. So she's working a lot with the magazine now. So is she doing everything? She 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 owns the magazine. Right. The CEO of of Gladys Magazine, and her office is right above my office in the house. And she has her people around the country that she works with almost six days a week. Wow! <laughs> and she and it's been her tenth. This is her tenth anniversary. Wow, that's that went by fast. Twelfth anniversary. I'm sorry. That went by fast. Yeah. Um, because I know the last time we talked, does she still run the talent agency, or is she just doing the magazine now? Uh, very rarely she gets involved with that. Okay. But, uh, she's very busy with the magazine. Gotcha. So, but. Um, Fabian, I think it's great that you're able to take time with this. Now, one thing I've noticed, and when we talked last, this was more for the advent of YouTube 
and everything else. Do you find it really interesting now that if you type your name into YouTube, all these old clips of you coming up online of performances you did with Dean Martin, you did with all these other great performers at that time, and you looked, quote-unquote, so young. I mean, does that, how does that make you feel that people are rediscovering your music? Makes me feel old. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't do that very often, but uh, every now and then uh, a friend or Andrea will send me a YouTube or something Uh that I I did in the past, and... uh, I go, who the heck is that person? I don't, I don't know who that person is. Well, no, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, you know, to be established like that uh, in, uh, you know, forever, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, you know. Because in December, I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Dean Martin's daughter, Dina Martin. And yeah. we were off mic when I mentioned it because there is a clip of you and her dad singing which he is hilarious in the whole thing because you have these beautiful women around you but yet he wouldn't let you touch any of them and and it was so enjoyable to watch and i asked her if she had the opportunity to meet you and she said yes so again it's just one of those things to be able to relive the past and i know you don't want to dwell in the past because you have so much going for you in the future but i think it's kind of nice to be able to see those clips from way back when Oh, it's great fun. It's great fun to see that stuff. So, and the other thing we talked about on the last program is we talked about the movies you were in. Are you still looking at doing movies and TV, or are you just okay with doing the Golden Boy stuff? Well, I don't think anybody will ask me to do anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly. Well. I mean, if they they did, I'd certainly consider it. Okay. But uh, there's nobody uh, pounding on my door to do a... A major motion picture. <laughs> you know, when you have your light in your day, you know, yeah. when you have your time in the sun, it's wonderful. But you don't think about, well, I got to do it again. You know, I had a wonderful time and people treated me great. And I did a lot of movies and did a lot of recordings and a lot of appearances and met a lot of great people. Right. And that's how I look at it. You know, I don't look like, well, I got to do this again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Fabian, I really appreciate that you took time with me this morning to talk to me. And I'm sure everybody out there listening right now is glad you did, too. Is there anything you want to say to all your fans that are are still buying your music, still listening to you and are still supporting you um, on the Internet, at your concerts, wherever it may be? Well, I'm grateful that uh, I'm in their uh, being <laughs> at this point in their lives. It makes me very, very happy, and I thank them. And uh, I think you and I should talk uh, right down the state in another 17 years. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> June, I'm marking it in my calendar. My June calendar. 10th. 2020 that's probably the that the bad thing is you're probably right the next time i'll speak to you is in in uh 19 years which is really sad no let's not do it let's, <laughs> let's do it more often than that i would love i would love to i you're you're a pleasure to talk to and i'd also love to be able to come talk to you in person and, and do a, a show with you at your uh at your home and have andrea back in again because Oh, great. You guys are a great couple to be to be with, and it's just so much fun to be around you guys, and I really appreciate the time. Well, I'm lucky to have my Andrea. That's yeah, sure. she is She is one special lady, and uh, it's great that you guys found each other. Thank God I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, the other day on another program, a story came up about you and I and Andrea and I actually relayed the story to the gentleman about when I met Andrea's father for the first time, which again was a story in itself because Rich was also a, a wonderful human being. Yes. So, but Fabian, I'm going to let you go now. I really appreciate you taking time today and thank you very much. And I hope to talk to you again real soon in the future. Okay. It's, let's see quarter after 11. I guess it's both time for our naps, right? <laughs> <laughs> whatever you, you later. whatever you say sir thank you very much fabian bye <laughs> fabian forte here online with yours truly bill alexander 
FM, WLDJ, Newcastle, PA, at HOFMRadio.com, and also at WMCK.FM, McKeesport. Fabian Forte on this edition of Online with Bill Alexander. A big shout-out to Fabian for uh, taking time in his busy schedule to uh, promote his new song, Tiger 2020. And again, if you want more information about Fabian, all you have to do is go to his uh, uh, webpage at FabianForte.com. .net. Again, that's FabianForte.net. Really a pleasure to catch up with him again. I haven't talked to him since, uh, hard to believe, 2001, February 28th to be exact. And uh, again, he is the original Tiger King. Anyway, so what's really special about today's show is not only did I get to talk to Fabian, in the beginning of the show, I'm going to talk to another celebrity, actually the daughter of a celebrity that Fabian actually got to work with um, in the early 1960s. And what's special about this is this performer's daughter, I have been infatuated with him for the majority of my life. And you guys know who it is right now. It's Dean Martin. On the program, I had the opportunity to talk to Dina Martin this past uh, December as she was able to take time out of her busy schedule to talk to us about her dad and her dad's career. So sit back and relax as we uh, replay the interview I did with Dina Martin here online with Bill Alexander. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell dad. 
have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash PA. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Online with Bill Alexander is on WMCK.FM McKeesport. Mixtape Radio International at mtri.co.uk, 991radiorehoboth.com, awakens.eu, steelfm.org, and 107.5 FM, WLDJ, Newcastle. Everybody loves somebody sometimes. Welcome back to Online with Bill Alexander. And on the phone right now, I have Dina Martin, Dean Martin's daughter. Dina, how are you doing this afternoon? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. I am so glad you could join me today to talk about your career and also your father's career. And um, when I found out we were able to do this interview today, I actually downloaded a copy of your book, Memories Are Made of This which I haven't got all the way through it yet, but from what I've read, it's it's a fascinating book about your father's life and the way you interpret what his, what your father was going through and what he was dealing with from his early career to later on in his career. It's a very good book. Oh, thank you. It really is. It's a, it was a bestseller, and we're making it into a movie. Are you really? So yeah. When's it going to... Okay, is it in the early stages of the movie, or are we going to be it's seeing it? It's in the very early... You know, we've had four production meetings, and uh, we're... We have another one next week. My main problem, well, first of all, you know, it's uh, however long it takes is is fine because I have to do it with respect and it has to be just perfect. But who the heck could play Dean Martin? Well, that was my thought. I, I was going to ask you, do you have any ideas who it could be? <laughs> no, well, we're, you know, putting uh, back and forth some names. But anyways, it's, uh, you know, I don't want an impersonator. I okay. want a really good actor, someone who can sing, someone who has. But I really haven't found the person who has it. You know the style and the class, and the you know he was the king of cool. Yes, he but was. We will, uh, we will do it. We'll find someone perfect, and it's it will be wonderful. That is amazing. I didn't realize you, that uh, they were planning on making a movie about the book, but that's great to hear. Yeah, I'm excited about that. There is one line in the book that I read, and it's it's in the beginning of the book. It's on page two. Mm-hmm. And when people come up to you, they ask you if he was a good father, and to their surprise, as you said, I shake my head, smile, no. I reply, reply candidly, he wasn't a good father, but he was a good man. What do you mean by that? Well, what I meant by that is, you know, he, as, you know, when I think of a father today, someone who will take you to school, you know, do your homework with you, um, you know, do all the stuff that, you know, fathers do now. But in those days, my dad was a great dad. Okay. okay. He was fun and funny to be around, but he's not one that would, you know, go pick me up or, or do things like with any of the kids, you know, to uh, tell you the truth. He was a great provider. He was, um, he came home every night for dinner, which is probably something that a lot of people don't know. If he wasn't in Las Vegas for his two week stay or uh, doing a movie, dad was always home because he loved to get up early in the morning and go play golf. And then he would be home by 5.30 and come in the back door, and we could hear him, you know, because he had, like, little taps on the heels of his shoes. Okay. <laughs> you could you could hear him walk in the back door, and he would walk right into the kitchen and get a piece of uh, Wonder Bread and put a little butter on it, fold it in half, go into the living room, say hi to everybody. Then he would have his hour with my mom, with Jeannie, down at the bar, and they'd have a cocktail. And then we'd all have dinner together. He was fabulous that way, you know, as, as a dad. He was He was great. But as, as I would say, you know, a father doing the, the stuff that they do, and, you know, he didn't have time to do all of that. Right. You know, he was, I mean, look, look at the body of work that he did, you know, all the recordings, all of the, um, at the movies, everything that he did was amazing. And he was a, truly a good man and a good friend to so many people. 
it was uh, quite quite remarkable what he did in his life. It was amazing to see the, again, like you said, the body of his work and also how talented he was from from film, TV, and music. And he wasn't just a one-hit wonder. I mean, this man had a body of work that went through Capitol Records and then went re- went through Reprise. And I'm finding right. out now that people are finding his work again on vinyl. And they're listening to him. Yeah. Now, I have one heck of a large Dean Martin vinyl collection. And I'll be honest with you, two weeks ago, I just bought the soundtrack to his movie Silencers, the Matt Helm films. Oh. And I love it. But I, I also bought a Pickwick album a few weeks ago called You Can't Love Them All. But I, oh, <laughs> sorry, I, <laughs> this is just, this is, this is so exciting for me. But he has such a body of work. And as I said to you off. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. The air. um, When I was introduced to Dean Martin, I was four years old. I was born in the late 60s. So he had a TV show on, and I would stay at my grandparents' house. They would watch it. The first song I knew all the words to was Everybody Loves Somebody, and the first album I own, and I still have it. It's not in great shape, but I have it, is Dean Martin's (laughs) Greatest Hits. It's on the blue cover with him just sitting there with his hand on his knee and just looking straight at you like he's, he's, he's looking at a friend, which is a great album. Yeah, and that's how he that's how he was with people. He could, you know, and he always taught us, you know, if, uh, be, treat people the way you want to be treated. Always be kind to everybody. Now, you just said you have vinyl. I have, I have four albums in vinyl. Oh, do you really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to send you. I've got Swing Street and, and uh, White Christmas and Volare. So you should have you should have the Dina Martin vinyl. That's also. that sounds cool. I'd like that. Um, okay. So the question for you is: When did you realize who your dad was? What age was it? Did you realize that he was the guy you would see in the movies and on TV and hear on the radio? All right. Well, I was probably about nine or ten. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking because we went. I was at the original recording of Memories Are Made of This. Went oh, with my mom. Great down song. Down to Capitol Records. Okay, in Studio A. In just walking down the hallway at Capitol uh, Studios and seeing all the photographs of, you know, Judy Garland and Nat King Cole and my dad and Frank Sinatra and even the Beach Boys, you know, I mean, everybody is you're going down into Studio A. Right. And uh, that's nowadays. It, when I went down there that first time, the Beatles weren't there. Right. But anyway, <laughs> when, when uh, and so I sat in a little chair and there was the, you know, whole huge you know, beautiful orchestra that he had. I'm sitting in Studio A, and he had three backup singers, and they were the Easy Riders, and he made Memories Are Made of This, and I heard the uh, producer say, okay, I think we've got a hit, and it was his first number one hit, and uh, that's why I always do Memories Are Made of This in my show, and I asked for three volunteers to come up. Okay. And, uh, you know, you never know who you're going to get up on stage, which is really kind of fun. But his, I knew... I knew then that I wanted to do that, but also when I went to, um, when I, I think we were seeing, and I wonder if it was real Bravo, it was one of his movies that my sisters and I were standing outside in front of the, the theater, and people were talking about Martin and Lewis, you know, they were talking about Dean Martin, and, and, and my sister, you know, Claudia said, Dina, they're talking about your dad, Dean Martin, and you're Dina, and so right when she said that, it was kind of like, oh. Wow, that's very, very cool. So that's probably the first time that I realized that he was all these other people. You know, we knew right. he was great at home, right. but who knew that other people thought that? Yeah. Um, and his his body of work, movie-wise, is just amazing. Again, you mentioned Rio Bravo. He did Sons of Katie Elder. He did Five Card yes. Study. He did Great Westerns. And then he did this series, like I mentioned earlier, the Matt Helm series. Did he think he was going to okay. be the next James Bond, or was it at all a parody in his mind? It's kind of a parody in his mind. It was fun, you know. It was, and in fact, here's uh, here's something that was cute. When he would get his script, 
uh, he would read through the script, and then he would tear out every page he wasn't on, because it was almost like there was a lot of double takes, you know, for him. Okay. It was like, he, you know, he'd run over here and do a double take, and then uh-huh. he'd run over here, and he, you know, I mean, he was, he was great, and he had a, he had a lot of fun, a, f- a lot of fun doing those, and all the beautiful women that were there, and we would go down to the set, always great. But when I think about some of my favorite Dean Martin movies, it's The Young Lions with yeah. Marlon Brando and Montgomery Clift, or Some Came Running with uh, Frank's and Uncle Frank yeah, Sinatra Uncle... and Shirley MacLaine. Um, he, and uh, let me see, Ada Dallas or Toys in the Attic. He made incredible movies. He really did. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he got the, the credit that he deserved. Oh, and I agree with you on that. Um now, there is a story that's floating around. I don't know if it's true, so I'm going to ask you if it's true. It was when the Beatles okay. came to the United States. Beatles were all over the American charts, and Dean went to somebody and said, I can knock them off the charts, and that's when he released Everybody Some Love Somebody. Well, I don't know that he said that, but here's, here's, what, here's what did happen. They released Everybody Loves Somebody, and we loved the Beatles. Of course, you know, I was, uh, you know we would... You know, as I say, I went to a party with them, and, you know, we knew all of the uh, the guys. But no one could knock the Beatles out of first place in those times. You know, it was like a hard day's night and all right. that. No one could do it. So after when my dad's song knocked the Beatles out of first place, my dad sent two telegrams, one to Elvis Presley and one to Frank Sinatra, and it just said, I did it. <laughs> okay, so that's what's, uh, you know, Dad didn't say, I can do that. He did it. He did it. And, he then did he was, it. and then he was very proud of it. And that song pretty much became his signature sh- song right after that point, because that's the one everybody wants yeah. to hear. That's right. Everybody loves somebody. And on his headstone, you know, he's um, he's buried at, uh, let's see, Pierce Brothers, right next to my grandmother and grandfather. But the plaque says, because we were trying to figure out what should we uh, put for, you know, Dean Martin, and it just says, you know, Dean Martin. Let me see. Uh, July, July seventh, nineteen seventeen, to December twenty fourth, twenty fifth, to nineteen ninety five, and then it just says everybody loves somebody. Mm-hmm. When I so f- it doesn't say beloved husband, father, you know, grandfather. It's just that's what it says. Everybody loves somebody. When I found out, and it, I, I remember strange things. When I found out your father passed away, was I was on the air at a small AM station. It's Christmas morning. I just got play, done yeah. playing Marshmallow World. A caller oh. called in to me and said, you won't believe this. And he, they told me on the air, I opened the mic up and I sat there in stone cold silence because I could not believe that he passed away. I know he was yeah. ill and I know he died of emphysema, mm-hmm. but I just could not believe that 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 part of my childhood has has disappeared. And then, because it, it, he was somebody that I always revered, I always looked up to, and I loved his music. I was the kid in, in grade school and high school that listened to Dean Martin while everybody else was listening to this other <laughs> stuff. I was the odd one. Well, I don't know if I'm odd now, because I think it's become popular all the way around again. Oh, yeah, yeah. But so, I have some I have some friends who are, uh, you know, up there who have always, in fact, Jimmy Monaco, who is, the, I think he's the world-renowned Dean Martin collector. He has everything. Oh, really? He even has the he even has the pants that my dad wore in Rio Bravo, and he sent me the shot glass. And he's a dear friend. He's got every poster. He has everything. Uh, and his name is Jimmy Monaco. And he said, "How how crazy am I?" He said, "When all my friends were out playing football and baseball, I was inside cutting pictures out of Dean Martin and his family and putting them in the book." <laughs> and, and you know, he and his wife, you know, they're very good friends of ours, and all their their kids but he said how how weird am i just i just just thought he was great and i said you're not the only person jimmy but he has an unbelievable collection so when you you decided that you wanted to perform how old were you well you know nine when i really wanted to do it but i started when i was in uh, let me see i was 16 with my well of course i you know in school i would be in rehearsals I mean, I would be, you know, in, uh, what do you call it, recitals, uh-huh. and I would sing and dance. I always I always did that, I, and I was very lucky to be able to have uh, tap dancing lessons at the Buddy Epson School of Dance, and uh, ballet lessons at uh, David Lachine, and piano lessons, and, you know, so I was, I was musical, and I knew that's what I always wanted to do, but it was when I was I'm trying to think of the age uh, when I did my first recording, which was a country song. And uh, when he remembers me and Girl of the Month Club, and I went to Nashville and did Music City USA, 
And then later on, I started doing um, rock and roll. I had a band called Chromium Plated Streamline Baby. You know, we went around, <laughs> play, played the whiskey, you know. Okay. You know, uh, yeah. And then uh, after my dad, excuse me, passed away, and I was, you know, just wanted to hear his music again. Because how lucky am I to be able to have his movies and his yep. recordings and to listen to him? And I thought, gee, I love this music. I think I should do a tour. And I did. And, uh, you know, so the big band, the Great American Songbook, and, and that's what... Uh, draws me to it is all the people that I grew up with. Uncle Frank Sinatra, Uncle Sammy Davis Jr., Bobby Darren, Rosemary Clooney would come over to the house, you know, for Christmas and, and we'd sing and Sammy Kahn would be playing songs on our piano. So it's in my DNA and I love it. And uh, I travel around. I'm on the road 280 days out of the year. Wow. You you yeah. mentioned uh, and I was I had it on my screen to ask you about when he remembers me that was produced by Lee, Lee Hazelwood. Um, yes. The music you did, when you did it at that time, and of course it was on Reprise, it was on uh, yes, it Uncle was. Frank's yes. out label. Did yes, you, it was. Did you have any competition going on with Nancy at the time whenever she had her boots were made for walking? Oh, and that's, that was good because she, uh, he, uh, let me see, Lee gave that to, to Nancy before me. I think it was like a year, year before, but we were always just uh, good friends. And when I got, when he remembers me in Girl of the Month Club, now mind you also, and, and Nancy had it also, our our band was the Wrecking Crew. Yes. Oh, which is amazing. The, yeah. Un- unbelievable. You know, Glenn Campbell was, uh, you know, on guitar and Hal Blaine on, well, I mean, it was just on drums. So it was, uh, at the time I wasn't even thinking anything like that. I was just, you know, getting ready to, Nancy was older than me and, you know, let let her do that. I was friends with Tina. Okay. And uh, Lee Hale. Lee Hale was, you know, just fantastic and uh, a, a good a good guy. And I was just, you know, honored to be able to do those songs. And another perform, I guess I know your brother Ricky also performed, and also Dino was the yeah. part of the boy band uh, Dino, Desi, and Billy, which had some uh, some hits in the 1960s, early 70s. But I guess when Dino passed away is when your father really took that hard. Oh, it was it was very hard. It was hard for all of us. We just couldn't believe it mm-hmm. because he was at the top of his game. You know, he was he had just gotten a new TV series, uh, Misfits of Science. I yeah. believe that's what it was called. Yeah. And he was so alive. You know, he uh, Dino, uh, well, Dean Junior, Captain Dean Paul Martin, mm-hmm. mind you. You know, he was a pilot. But, he was yeah. a race car driver. He was he he played Wimbledon. You know, he was an incredible. Whatever he did, he did it. He was he was fabulous. And you know, funny about Dino, Desi, and Billy, when they had their first hits, "I'm a Fool," I think was the first one. He made so much money, and he was only 15 years old. He bought himself a Dino Ferrari. He couldn't drive it because he was too young. Right. But he he parked it in the uh, in the garage below my uh, right below my room, and he would get in and rev it up, you know, four <laughs> times a day because he couldn't he couldn't drive it. <laughs> but but I have to tell you, uh, Billy, who is uh, you know. Dino, Desi, and Billy, and Billy went in with the uh, Beach Boys. Yes. After when they uh, when they broke up, when um, Dino, Desi, and Billy stopped doing it, and of course Billy's sister Annie was my girlfriend, but Billy just came to Las Vegas. He lives there, and he got up for my two shows, and he sang "Baby, It's Cold Outside" with me. Oh wow! Both shows. That yeah. is really awesome. So, that was awesome. So I introduced him, and everybody went wild. So, and, and of course, when we sang "Baby, It's Cold Outside," they went even more wild. <laughs> so it was great. <laughs> so when you, when you look at music that you've done, and there's a lot of clips on YouTube now that have showed you and your dad um, performing mm-hmm. when he was on TV, and you were with him. Have you right. ever thought of doing something contemporary, doing something with him, like Nat, uh, Natalie Cole did with Nat King Cole and like other performers have done with previous performers and being able to bring that technology in to actually sing with your dad one of his classics at the age you are now with your, your voice as matured as, as it is and, and the sound that you have? Well, I did. Now, I'm surprised you didn't know that. I'm it's sorry. On my, uh, on my Destination Moon album, I did True Love with Dad. Okay. And in fact, we, you, you've got to hear it because it's just gorgeous, and I do it in all my shows. True Love, written by Cole Porter, my handsome husband John found the original handwritten Nelson Riddle arrangement that my dad recorded. We went into the studio with fabulous musicians, re-recorded the song, 
then we went to, you know, and then we were at Capitol Studios, and Al Schmidt was the engineer. Al Schmidt is the one who put Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole's Unforgettable together. Okay. So I sat there with my headset on in Capitol Studios, and I'm listening to my dad's voice, and I couldn't get through the song the first time, but I held his chart, the one that he held when he was singing True Love, and it was Nelson Riddles, and I sang, and the song is just gorgeous. You've got to... You've got to listen to True Love by Dina, uh, Dean Martin and Dina Martin. So it's on my Destination Moon album. I will do that. Yeah, I, you're going to flip. I, I, I'm it's so gorgeous. sorry I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Fe- I feel like I failed today on this interview because I didn't know that. Um, so, Or you can cut it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cut now, it out and then say, by the way, I love your uh, duet with your dad, True Love. There you go. Hey, so there you go. When you talked about the celebrities that your dad was a part of, like Uncle Frank, yeah, I, the relationships you had with the Sinatras, how was that? Because to me, I mean, I see Frank Sinatra, I see him on TV. I mean, I have a big collection of his stuff, too. I listen to it. Mm-hmm. How was that to have this man considered as your uncle? And how did you realize who he was? I mean, for goodness sake, your uncle, your uncle was the chairman of the board. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah, no, it was it was it was great, and as I say, you know, we all went to school together, mm-hmm. and you know, that's went to Beverly Hills Catholic School, and and then when I went to Marymount, Tina was there, but you know, Desi and Billy, of course, were at Beverly Hills Catholic School, and you know, so Desi Arnaz and Lucy Jr. So we all grew up together, so we were all we were all friends, and they were just our dads, you know, and our moms, you know, that's that was just uh, who they were because they were so nice and cool, and when I think about you know Frank Sinatra, he used to call me. Um, the social butterfly. Okay. Because I was always, you know, he'd be over at the house. I'd run and go, hi, Uncle Frank, kiss him. I'd run out and say, i got to go. I've got a dance class. You know, I've got to go do this. And he was just, he was down to earth. He was fun and funny. And, you know, those guys, Dean Frank and Sammy, they respected themselves, you know, each other so much. And to watch them be together on stage was just fabulous for me. And they were just, you know, really cool people to be around. And uh, Frank Sinatra taught me a lot about singing and and phrasing, and what else? You know, he he told me to you know try not to sing the song the same way every time. He said you know play around with it, and, and as you grow older while you're singing your songs, the uh, the songs will become have a different meaning right. for you, and you'll change the way you you do it, and so you'll grow with your songs. And that was uh, you know great great advice to me because I do. Uh, you know, I, I do them in, in all different ways. He recorded a lot of his songs many different times, but all of them were just great guys. Was there a transition in your dad's career from the Martin and Lewis days to the Rat Pack days? Was there a period of time where he didn't think he was going to continue on in the business? I think, no, he always knew he was going to continue on in the business. It was the, the people around, you know, the, the people around, it was like the, the media and everything saying, oh, well, you know, Jerry Lewis is going to become a huge star and then Dean's just going to fade away. My dad knew he would never fade away because my dad was the funny one of the group. You know, he had, uh, he could sing, he could dance, he could act. He was wonderful. And he was nervous the first time he went to the Sands Hotel is on his solo career. He was, he was nervous, but I have a great picture of him. And he's there and he's looking down. You look at the audience, there's Ginger Rogers. I mean, you name it. All the uh, stars were there looking at him, and he's laughing. And the whole audience is laughing. He knew that he was—he uh, knew he was great, and he was. And it was hard work. You know, I had no idea how hard he worked until I started doing it. <laughs> he always made it look so easy. Yeah. You know? yeah. So your dad's gimmick when he was with the Rat Pat is he always had a drink in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't drunk, was he? No. Huh? Okay. In fact, you know, one of my favorite lines that uh, Uncle Frank told me, he said, "He said, Are you kidding me?" I spill more than Dean drinks. <laughs> Not cute. That is that is that is very cute. Well, Dina, I could go on with you for an hour. I mean, this has been fantastic, and I'm so glad that you uh, spent time with me this afternoon to do it. So, where are you performing right now? Uh, right now, I just got back from. Uh, where did I get back from? Where is what is today anyway? Today is. Uh, well, I'm off to New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, all right, and uh, I, I just got back from New York and Las Vegas. And I'm, you know, just long enough so I can unpack and then repack all the stuff we have to do, get my new charts made, because I'm working on a new album. Okay. So it's 
all that uh, stuff right now, but I will be in New Jersey on January 1st or, or 2nd, but um, I really have no idea where I am right now. I am home in Branson, Missouri, so okay. that's that's good. I we need you to come to Pittsburgh. I know it's not far from where your dad grew up, but that's where we're we're oh, just yeah. south of Pittsburgh here. So we'd love to have you here. All right. Well, we will arrange it. I'll have my husband. You know, who is my handsome husband? Who's my producer, my director, my manager, <laughs> my my everything? Uh, we'll get on it. We would love to do that. That sounds great, Dina. Thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it, and uh, you enjoy your holiday season. And uh, hopefully, we can talk again in the near future. Maybe when the movie comes out. Well, we'll definitely do that, or when my next album comes out. That sounds fantastic. Whatever sooner. That sounds good to me. (laughs) All right, Bill. Thank you very much. Dina, thank you very much, and Uh have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. Wow. (laughs) Dina Martin, here online with Bill Alexander, talking about her father, the King of Coal, Dean Martin. I hope you enjoyed the program as much as I enjoyed doing it. I had a great time, and hopefully we'll be able to talk to Dina in the future when the movie about her dad comes out and also her next album comes out. But I'm going to do something because I felt dumbfounded when I asked her the question about doing a song with her dad, and she has. Here is Dina and Dean Martin doing True Love. Everybody have a great one. We'll talk to you next time online with Bill Alexander. Looking back when I was small To memories when snowflakes fall With mom and dad and I'm blessed For what they've given me I give to you And you give to me True love True love So on and on It will always be True from Dino's album Destination Moon here on this edition of Online with Bill Alexander. Hey, while I'm thinking about it, go check out Dina Martin's Facebook page by searching Dina Martin on Facebook. The reason I'm telling you this is because every Friday, at least every Friday during the uh, 
COVID-19 pandemic, she has been doing a live concert at 4 o'clock on Fridays, and that's 4 o'clock Eastern time, and she's doing her music, her dad's music, and Uncle Frank's music on uh, her uh, program. It runs about, oh, say, 30, 35 minutes, but it's really enjoyable to be able to hear some of those great classic standards with her spin on them. So again, check that out. Uh, search Dina Martin on Facebook. And uh, you'll be able to see the concerts every Friday at 4 p.m. And also, just to let you know, coming up um, in the few weeks, and I don't have the date in front of me right now, but Dan Friedman, a composer, writer, and he did a big song in the 70s called Ariel. He'll be on the program, and we'll be talking about his music here online with Bill Alexander. Looking forward to that. Also coming up on the program... Uh, within the next week, we have the cameraman, Jack A. Warren, who is the cameraman for the Tiger King cable program that happened while, what happened actually prior to the documentary, and they talk about it in the uh, documentary that was on Netflix. So Jack A. Warren's going to be coming in. He actually wrote a book about the whole Joe Exotic situation. And we have coming in the 29th. I love this interview the first time we did it. Again, another one of those interviews I did 19 years ago, and I'm able to rehash it again. The gentleman's name is John Goodman. No, not the actor. He is the son of Dickie Goodman, the novelty songwriter of the late 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, Dickie Goodman did The Flying Saucer. He did Jaws. He did uh, Watergate. He did all these great songs by taking snippets of other songs and putting them together with uh, his dialogue. And it was basically a narration type thing. He never sang. He just narrated and used the clippets as he was doing interviews as John Cameron Cameron. <laughs> and you guys remember who John Cameron Swayze was. But anyhow, he was John Cameron Cameron in the uh, audio clips. But it's going to be a great interview. Looking forward to that. That's coming up on June 29th. And again, a big shout out to our friend Fabian, who was able to be a part of the program today. Fabian, uh, again, as I said last time I talked to him, was in 2001. Hard to believe 19 years goes by that quick. But when you have a son that was 10 months old at the time, who's now 20, and you have two other kids, one is 16 and one is 13, and they weren't even around back then, you realize how time flies when you're having fun. But anyhow... We're going to get ready to wrap everything up today. A big shout out to Fabian and all his fans for being a part of the program. A big shout out to Dina Martin and her fans for being a part of the program. And if you want to find out who I am, if you're not familiar with me, go to my website at italknet.com. Again, that's italknet.com. And you can also check me out at BillAlexander.net. That's BillAlexander.net. Or if you'd like, you can email me at Bill at BillAlexander.net. Again, that's Bill at BillAlexander.net. You can check me out on uh, Twitter. It's Bill Alexander. You can check me out at uh, Facebook. And it's uh, Bill Alexander Radio, I believe is what it is there. And you can just find out what I'm doing here in the, uh, in the radio world, as we call it. <laughs> And uh, I hope to talk to you real soon. So, everybody, you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander.
How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.